Would that not be the coolest Highlander game ever? Keg talk? It's, it's like, like it's the bad part is I can like, see you like getting ready, like training. You th- you tossing the kids off. <laughs> it's like a keg toss, but their little legs kick. Yo, oh my god! <laughs> you were listening to the halftime subs. Literally. Oh god. Let's fucking go. Now here are your hosts. Brett, Curtis, and Ty. Owen, listener discretion is advised. What is going on, world? And welcome back to the Halftime Subs. You can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Also, hit us up on all social media, at Halftime Subs, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I gotta get better on Twitter. Instagram. Facebook, I think we do better on, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do better on Twitter. I think so, too. <laughs> Guys, we are coming in hot like the NBA season starting today. Let's go, guys. So, with that being said, things are starting up. Things are popping. We're in the best time of the year, right? Like, I think we can agree this is the best sports month of the yeah, year. Yeah, we got baseball playoffs going on. Hockey just started. Basketball just started. And football's we're almost at the halfway mark. Baseball lost its mind, dude. The Braves got kicked out of the playoffs. The Dodgers, who had the Dodgers had a team put together this year, which I know you don't follow baseball like this, but the Dodgers put a video game team together, like very <laughs> literally, like they put a video game team together and then got dumped right off of it. Like, oh, weren't they the first team eliminated? Yeah, like whole 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 life confused right there. Which you know what, the Yankees got a video game team put together too and they might get dumped tonight. They play tonight actually. So by the time this releases, their game will be just about starting. I've seen somewhere um, they were like, did the Falcons win make up for the Braves loss? It almost felt that way because like <laughs> Atlanta lost and you know, I'm sitting there going, what in the hell, man? <laughs> and then the Falcons win and I was like, well, I guess that that evened it out. Um <laughs> But anyways, and then you top all that stuff off, which I can't wait for us to get into this today, UFC 280. Yep. Big big boy card, big boy fights. There's three fights on that card that could headline any card at any point in time. That's going to make me feel a lot better considering that Orlando City lost. I was so hurt. Uh, uh. And you know what? I was, I'm sitting there watching the game, and you watch the first half of the game, and Orlando had more opportunities to score. Now, they didn't yeah. have the ball more. But we had the opportunities. So but the like, scoring opportunities yeah. were on rolling to science. Kara, uh, who, I'm not going to say nothing bad, <laughs> but I will say this this way. He drives me crazy. He had no defender on him, nobody on his back, nobody about to cut him off, and a, and a goalkeeper that had come out of the net a good 25, 30 feet. And shanked it. And all you got to do is chip him. Like, you don't have to kick it hard. You can chip him at that point. He was already starting to go to the ground, too, as he was kicking it. So you can chip. And I understand in that moment, like, it's it's hard. Like, it is. I get it. I'm not saying it's not. But you are a professional soccer player with an open net. <laughs> and and you sailed that thing 15 rows deep. Like, That's we're what not I'm even saying. Close. He shanked it. He completely and, shanked and, it. And, you're ta- and we're talking about feet in front of the net. We're not talking like this is a long shot. We're talking about we are feet in front of the net. So he misses it. He actually, he had two bad misses. Um, and then I don't remember if it was Torres or whoever it was. We had another bad miss. And I was like, Jesus, man. And that was all in the first half. So then when that happened, it was kind of like, okay. It's I like be a long night. All I could do is keep looking at the screen and go like, "I like Orlando City. They play, <laughs> they play good." <laughs> it was so frustrating. Um, but you know what? Every team I like lost this weekend. Gators lost, Bucks lost, Cowboys lost, Notre Dame lost. Only team that won Orlando that I like City this lost. week is Miami, and I wasn't even happy about the win. Yeah. So <laughs> I was. It was a very deflating weekend for your boy. You know, Thick Boy over here was having a hard time with it. I was just yeah. just sad all the way around. Now, with that being said, I want to get into this topic right off rip. Tom Brady. Tom Brady misses a walkthrough to go to a Leonardo DiCaprio-style wedding because Bob Kraft is over here getting married to 24-year-olds. And Jesus Christ. do you think she loves him? Yeah. Do you? you think His she... money comes with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is how I looked at this. People are like, well, she a gold digger. And I'm like, no, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. He's, what, 80 years old? Yeah. At max. You got Ride it out. Literally. Ride it out. Like, you have a couple years. And then you in. Like, you know what I'm saying? You are you are set for life. Like, You're going to be brilliant. that girl that, you know, yeah. 
Oh, how'd you get your money? Oh, because you, you were Grandpa a gold digger. You. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you got all this money now, you know. You did it for you did it because of the money. You didn't love him. But nah, I loved him and his money. It's just, you know, I can't help he's gone now. Yeah, <laughs> at all. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Girls rule the world. So, they really should. Um, well, certain ones. Uh, you know, Brady takes off, misses the walkthrough. From what I understand, he missed the walkthrough and the team flight. To go to Bob Kraft's wedding. For one, okay, I understand the fact that you've known Robert Kraft since you were, at this point, literally a child. Yeah. I get it. Like, not child, child, but like, you know, very, very young adult. You're still a kid at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I get it. I get it. What I don't get is you leaving when we looked like crap the week before. Yeah. And then you, we, don't have a good week of practice apparently because now we're starting to see Todd Bowles starting to call certain players out. He's not saying mentioned by name, but he's mentioning players as in like, if you hurt, get in the training room. If you ain't hurt, get to practice. I don't give a shit what they say. That was a shot at Julio Jones. Yep. I mean directly. Um, you know, you're having guys talk about effort and you know being there. Do we not think that's not maybe a small shot at Brady? I mean, really? I agree. I and, I just feel like we're slowly saying goodbye to the tom that we knew oh absolutely we like, don't and it hurts but it's just like tampa tom changed him bro yeah you got the best out of tom and then you're just getting this guy that he's going to turn into a florida man now looking at this <laughs> i will say, i will say this he's still he's still one of the league leaders in passing yeah so you can't say he's having a terrible year but here's what's different that you're seeing this year that you don't normally see you're seeing what looks to be a lack of focus an increased amount of anger like that that anger that and i understand it's passion because to be honest i'd rather have brady throwing a fit in a tablet on the sideline as opposed to aaron Rodgers sitting back and cool guy yep you know that's just me now if i'm a player and i'm playing i have a choice to play with a guy like tom brady who's fiery who's going to try to light a fire i'm with that guy I'm not gonna be with I'm not gonna be with Aaron Rodgers who's sitting back going cool guy and going ah oh, these guys suck I ain't doing where that. my issue became was that when I looked at it I've been looking at Tom as of lately as a really strong backup quarterback that's what he's been playing like we have those sporadic really good games and then we have the games where we're like where's Tom at well he's still a league leader in passing I mean so he's still playing like a top I mean, caliber quarterback yeah but here's like, what's here's look the difference at the gameplay no we're not seeing the the caliber that we're used to seeing of Tom. We're not seeing the accuracy. We're not seeing we're not seeing that quick decision accuracy. Now, I think part of that it's a scheme. I think that right now, if you look at what we had been doing the past few years with Brady, as opposed to what we're doing this year, the offense looks different. For one, we're not feeding Mike Evans the ball. Yeah, we're that not is very true. we're not running Godwin on the same on the same like in, those inside slants, those out routes and stuff like that to get him open real quick and just get like six, six yards and go. Yep. like we're not doing that as much. If you notice, the screen game's non-existent. We're not barely doing many. We're not doing many screens at all. Another thing is Leonard Fournette at times will be averaging four yards a carry, four and a half yards a carry, or between the two between Rashad White and Lenny, we'll be averaging four and a half yards a carry. But then we'll go ahead and throw it. You know, we'll start the game off running the football. We look hot. Offensive lines making a push, but then for whatever God knows reason, we'll throw the ball seventeen straight times. And you're going, what in the hell? Like, what happened to the yeah. to the running game? Like, where's that at? If it's working, why? And why so, not? and I think that we're running into that a little bit. Um, when I'm sitting on the chair and calling the play out, you don't think the defensive coordinator good enough to do that? Because like, bro, I'm just fat dude on the couch. Like that dude, like NFL educated. There's a difference. Like I might know a little bit what I'm talking about, but that guy really knows what he's talking about. But my question <laughs> for you would be like, if you're that O lineman, you're sitting on the bench, you don't got yelled at by Brady, he's mm-hmm. digging into you on national television. How do you feel? Like at that point, how would you feel as a player? Okay, so I'm torn on that, and this is why. I'm torn because Brady has earned the right to be able to do that, okay? He's earned that right. He has. But he disrespected and you by missing not really. practice. Do you, and... do you not think that people don't do that shit all the time? I understand like, that, but still, like, he's your, he's so your team leader. He is the one. Here's my issue. There's times where he looks genuinely disengaged. And so does a lot of players on the team. There's where my issue comes in. My issue comes in. My issue is not him dressing down the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. My issue is missing 11 days during training camp 
you know what I'm saying? That's my issue. My issue is all this outside noise that you have generated is coming into our locker room. My issue is you missing team walkthroughs when we played awful the week prior. The offense is not clicking. You miss a team walkthrough. You miss a team flight. Even Terry Bradshaw, who's like the biggest Tom Brady defender there is on Fox, he was like, dude, I would never do that. So, and it's hard to defend that. So do Now, I do defend, now I do, no, because he's still a leader. It's just, I think that he's become distracted. Okay. And That makes sense. Think about it, dude. You're 45 years old. You decided to come back. When you decided to come back, your wife and kids took off on you, or he took off on them. Uh, then there's like whatever. You know, how, story yeah, how that We don't know. Even know. Truly, so you know, you got a is. porn star trying to throw it at you. Oh, she's um, definitely throwing it. Yeah, she's now. definitely trying to throw it at him. <laughs> I mean, but you have just all these other distractions that when you think of Tom Brady, from let's say just from last year until his first career start, the one thing you've never been able to question is that attention to detail, right? Mm-hmm. Like that attention to detail. He's all in. Like, I still have this fear he's going to retire on the on the, the bye week. I just have this weird, I know, and I know that's crazy. People will be like, oh, you're insane. Oh, uh, insane. Like, I'm just saying he looks disengaged. And the offense isn't clicking, and it's just, it is what it is. And part of it is the defense has a, I think they are a playoff Super Bowl contender caliber, caliber defense. The flip side is, is how long can your defense stay out there? How many three and outs are you going to put your defense, you know, back into the game right off red? Yep. And it's not like we're talking about the goddamn Steelers. It ain't like we're talking about like an offensive powerhouse. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a team that was led by Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky that beat us. You're talking that about a team. You're talking about a team missing the their best defensive player. Actually, they were missing both their best defensive. Players. They were missing TJ and they're missing so, uh, 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 Kirkpatrick. Um, Minka, thank you. Um, Triple Link. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so you're missing both them dudes. Your best two defensive players. They were starting two first-year defensive backs in that secondary. And we couldn't get Mike Evans the ball. Mike Evans was double to triple guard at every play. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, but hold on. He was. He was, but hold on. Chris Godwin. Yeah, he's there. He still had 95. I mean. Lenny Fournette. He was still averaging four and a half. Rashad White. I mean, I I can't speak for everybody. I'm trying to help. (laughs) I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, it just... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it, I get it. it. It's, I get it's it. It's frustrating. Um, with uh, that, I just, I don't know. I think, I think, what? I think he wishes he was still retired. That's what I think. Now, the, again, this is just me who knows Dick talking. But can you not see it? Maybe, like, maybe he wishes he was still I mean, retired. That that if he does what you say, what I'm joking. This is, I, I know yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, joke, it's like but like, like yeah. if you think about it, week eleven comes around and Tom is just like over it. Things aren't going his way. The offensive line hasn't come around like they should, and he just calls it quits. Oh my god, this is so bad. What is up in the air for the Bucks at that? Nothing. Kyle Trask is coming in leads the playoffs, baby. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh god. The ghost of Mick Huber, Florida Gator legends passed. <laughs> and Trask throws it up deep. He's caught. He's caught. He's caught. <laughs> yeah. See, but I'm having the same issues over here in Jacksonville. I mean, like, we just had Trevor play probably one of the best games of his career. He but had two incompletions. Yeah, He's that's been wildly accurate. This year. Now, yeah. now, they have, I think they have done the offense down a little bit to make it that way because they are cutting off the one side of the field like they've been doing. They do a lot of short passing, which I like all that stuff. It's good for the wide receiver core that we have because we don't have any big guys. That but are the just flip like side is, is, I would like to see them take a little bit more chances of getting the ball downfield. And I don't know. I called this like two weeks ago. Travis Etienne, he's starting to slowly get more yep. touches. Yep. You're yep. starting to see him. Yep. You're starting to see him average four and a half and five see, yards a game. Now we're into and see the other thing from... is, and with running backs too, we get so focused because we're we're. We're trained almost to go, okay, the running back has to have 100 rushing yards to have a good game, right? Yeah. But that's not today's NFL. No. Today's NFL is you want your back to have a total of honors. You want him 50 yards receiving, 50 yards rushing. Now, don't get me wrong. You're still going to accept 100 yards rushing and, you know, uh, 20 yards. You're still accepting that. But you are very happy if your running back has 13 or 14 touches and then he has over 100 yards total. That's your guy. Because we have more dump-off backs now. And you're, start, now, you're like, starting to see it. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're starting to see my boy. And his brother's a stud at Florida, too. 
I, you're starting <laughs> to see it, bro. You're starting to see it. Starting to see it. Starting to see it. Starting to see it. But it's, it's been oh. crazy being a Jags fan as of lately. Like it's it's just like we get so close to winning and we're in these games where we know we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we know we could win, and it's just like, yo, we can't pull it off. Either defense is lackluster, or our offense started to disconnect at points. And it's kind of upsetting as a fan because you know your team's good enough to win these games, and they're looking lackluster at times during the game. Okay, so with that being said, here's my next thing I want to talk about. You just led right on into it. I'm confused. I'm confused. With the Jets, I'm confused with the Giants, I'm confused with the Browns, I'm confused with the Bucks, Ravens, and Jaguars. I don't get it. I mean, I would say what is there not to get, but you got the Giants at 5-1, and, okay. and it's just like, This is what I don't get, ready? The what's Jets. Going on? The Jets are a young team, right? And two young studs are taking off in there. Zach Wilson still makes these wild decisions where you're going, what in the hell? But they're so well coached. Think about this, and though. They're winning. Think about this. I will say this. All the games that they won, Uh the other team gave them a chance. If Nick Chubb would have slid instead of scoring that touchdown, they wouldn't have got that chance to score back to back. Is there not irony to the Packers cornerback last week saying, well, if we lose to the Jets, then I'd be worried. Bro, I got handled. Yep. Um, But the Jets, I can kind of get it, but I don't get it. There's just young, there's still bad decisions being made, but yet they just find a way to win. Yeah. Another one with the Giants. It's almost like you're waiting for the collapse, right? Like you're waiting. I'm waiting for you, Saquon to get you, hurt. I'm you waiting watch, for this to happen. <laughs> they're five and one, and at five and one, you're sitting there going, "I ain't very good five and one team." But yet again, they're winning games. They're just winning games. Like they, it's kind of scary, especially with fantasy too. Like now you look at look at the Ravens. How many fourth quarter leads do they have to blow? Jesus Christ! I had them pick this week too to win. And I don't know what happened. Well, yeah, they blew a fourth quarter 10-point lead. I don't know what happened. Do you know the Ravens' only losses this year are all blown fourth quarter leads, too? Yep. Is that not just... You look at that team for three quarters, and you go, damn, that's a Super Bowl team. And then the fourth quarter happened, and you're going, what in the hell? Looking like like a high school version of the Texans. They can't score. The defense is just giving it up. Like, Like it's as wild, dude. that, That defense... That defense goes from just, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not a stud defense, but they're still steady. They but look, is it the defense or is it just bad offense in the fourth quarter? Well, I think it's a combination because the defense gives up the points. But if the offense puts you in a bad yeah, the situation. Offense isn't so scoring it's, either, it's, so it's just like. It's a combination of both, but you go from three quarters where that offense is pumming. The defense is, looks very sufficient. You know, it's, it's definitely a playoff defense. But then the fourth quarter comes. And it's like a Kardashian at an NBA convention. They're just giving it up. Yep. And <laughs> here you go. Um, Free sample it for is you. Just, you're sitting there just wondering, going, "What in the? Which team is this? Is it? I mean, the both team. I don't know. But that to me is just weird. You look at the Bucks. The Bucks have big names all over the board. There's no discipline. Nope. There's almost like a lack of, like a lack of fire, like on the like. But you know what though? You're missing some things that they haven't been missing. And part of that thing is you're missing that nasty. When you look at the Bucks team, yeah, you yeah. see some guys, you see some guys that are studs. Don't get me wrong, Levante David stud, one of my favorite Buccaneers of all time. Love him, that's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Devin Smith, love him. Um, you know, Antoine Winfield, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, love these guys, right? I, I really, really love a lot of the Bucks players. I can look at past teams and go, man, I love the Bucks. These players, garbage. And I look at this year's team and go, man, I hate this team, but I love some of these players. But you're missing the dog. You're missing the bite. You're missing Nadakam Sue. You're missing the JPP. You're missing that. You're missing that bite. And I don't care what nobody says. That to me, for a lineman, is one of the most important things. They got to have that dog. Like I'm going to smash you. Like, and not care if I hurt you at all. Yes. Like you have to have that guy. And I just don't see whether it's Vita Vea or just these guys. I don't see them doing that. All right. Another one that gets me: the Browns. What in the hell? The Browns will go I don't one know week. What happened this week? It was just like it's they just, couldn't run the ball, they couldn't throw the ball. I was like, "What is Brissett doing back there?" Amari Cooper isn't getting anything. Uh, Nick Chubb isn't hasn't rushed over a hundred yards. They're like, "What?" They're playing the Patriots. Like, what's going on? That's another one that gives me the Patriots. The Patriots roster is garbage at best, but they just keep on chugging along. But we talked about Ramon J. Stevenson last year of him going into a starting position eventually. 
him being this year, but then you had Damian Harris come in and start, but it was like that perfect opportunity, and now he's going off every week. Yeah, but they're also that. That's a really good one-two punch. Yeah, it really is. Like, it is. and the thing with and I, the one thing with Bill Belichick that you can never say that he won't do, and even in the Brady years, if he got somebody who's got a hot hand, that person's getting the football. Yeah. I mean, look at the history of the Patriots just over since he's been there. When you see guys. The the Rex no the Rex Perkins um the Amendolas of the world yep. the Wes Welkers of the world when, oh when he got when, when, when he has when mm-hmm. he has a player that has that hot hand that guy's getting the football whether it's Tom throwing it to him or whatever Joe Blow off the corner they just got this last week they're throwing zapping the like they're throwing <laughs> they're getting the football guy and that's what happened with Damian Harris this year at the start of the year Damian Harris whether it's from a standpoint of football football or fantasy football. The dude was solid, man. And then next thing you know, he goes down, Stevenson jumps in, and then he looks just as good. And the one thing they've always kept is a great offensive line, and that just helps the point. So, yeah, but outside that offensive line, and I like those two running backs, that roster is so bad. You don't know who's the wide receiver. But they keep, but they just keep finding a way. And then, um, so I don't know, man. These are confusing it's, me. I don't, it's, I don't it's like been it. a very confusing Jaguars, season, con- Jaguars like... confuse the shit out of me. You know what got me this weekend too is that, and I think I put this in our group chat. There was so much sports this weekend, like good sports. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of everything this weekend. The NFL almost took a little bit of the back seat to like what happened in college on Saturday. If you watched college football Saturday, and then tried to watch NFL on Sunday. You felt like something was missing on Sunday. I don't, yep. sh- I don't give a shit. What I nobody agree. says. I definitely agree because of the games, and you can let's just you can pick it. Whether it's the Tennessee Alabama game, which is a classic. God Almighty, that game was good. Yeah. Um, and I hate both of those teams. Out of them. Oh god. I hate both of those teams, but you know what? Classic. Whether it was the TCU game, classic with Oklahoma State, the USC Utah at ten o'clock at night kick. You know, there's a little the middle, middle. <laughs> it's the middle of the night going, oh, man, they're going to kick a field goal and tie this thing after losing the entire game. No, no, we're not. We're going to go for two with nothing left on the clock, and we're going to go for the win, not the tie. Shoot the whole wide on the floor. We're going we gonna to do, do the opposite of the Lovey Smith. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going for it. Oh, my God, they got it. What in the hell? <laughs> Which then you look at that, and then you look at Utah losing to Florida, and you're going, what, 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 what happened? Like, What happened? What happened to I that team? I don't know. I do not um, know. I do not know. But, like, it's just, and when people try to give Florida shit, you know, especially even Florida fan. Florida fan, okay, I love Gator fan. love Gator Nation. love Gator fans. I love the traditions we have. I love the pageantry we have, especially when you're going to Gainesville. Florida fan got to chill out just a little bit, y'all. Just for a little one, bit. <laughs> for one, hold on. We, we, we went from let's just make a bowl game, a respectable bowl game, and then try to figure things out because we knew the roster was thin, right? Yeah. We the knew, roster's young, we, too. We brought in most of our starters are sophomores, yeah, you know-ish. Like most of our guys are very young. Um, Anthony Richardson, to this point, had one career start. Okay, one. And it was against goddamn Georgia. So let's get, let's get off of it. Anthony's and, crazy, bro. That and, run was insane. Oh, I, I was I watched it probably like fifteen times. I was so just then, like, how? Because he just has this weird ability to be able to bounce off people. It was <laughs> insane. He literally ping ponged off. It was like playing play NCAA uh, back in the day. It, really it was, like was crazy. <laughs> so then, but before the season started, we were like, man, you know, if we can get Utah, then we get a few of these other games, we're a pretty, pretty decent bowl. Let's hope for this, and then we come out. And we not only do we beat Utah, I mean, really, that game was closer than it should have been. Yep. Florida should have blew that game open. Um, and we beat Utah like we did, and we're like, oh, shit. Like, it's going to be a good season. Whoa. It's going to be a good but season. But then what happened is, is, and this is part of the problem, those early AP polls, they jumped us from unranked to 12th. And I was like, all right, we're number 12. We're gonna, and it was like, take over. Let's go. Let's calm go. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah, don't even get me started. And they then put what, us up there and we got knocked back. And what down happened was, is Kentucky, Kentucky was lower ranked, lower ranked at the time, but people didn't realize like Kentucky for one had a great recruiting class. They were, they're returning uh, a starting offensive line and quarterback that are most of them are going to be NFL guys. Like, that's a good football team. But you mm-hmm. lost to Kentucky. Oh, no, it's in the world. No, it's not. It's a good football team. It's, it's always a good game and every year anyway. So it's it like, why, as a fan, would you take that? But then you heart? look at, and don't get me wrong, that game was terrible. And you look at the USF game and we won, and that was a terrible football game that we won. But then you look at games like when we played Tennessee, 
Florida beats Tennessee. In Tennessee, if two dudes can just look at each other and go, hey, you got him. That's it. Like, old school backyard football. Hey, I got him. Like, and we lost because both of them, when the ball is snapped, both of them looked at each other and go, like, like the, that's like the Spider-Man meme where they're both fucking pointing. <laughs> they both do that. Yep, and then Hendon Hooker throws a touchdown. Boom, they win. If that does not happen, Florida wins the football game. It's that simple. Florida beats Tennessee yeah. in Tennessee if that one stupid-ass play doesn't happen. You look at... So does that mean y'all can beat Alabama? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just... <laughs> thank, thank, thank God we don't play Conspiracy Alabama. Theory. <laughs> but, like, but that's my point, is you're going to have communication errors. Florida's defense is awful, especially in the secondary. Now, the front four, I like the front four. It's just mm-hmm. you can only rely on the front four for so much. Like, the secondary is god-awful. Um, some of the scheming is pretty bad, too, I think. But you look at... Between the linebacker core and that front four, pretty good. And they ain't been bad at all, but it's just that secondary is garbage. Um, but, again, they're, like, all freshmen. Jabari Wilson, there's a reason he was, like, one of the number one recruits in the country. Mm-hmm. He's only played in a little bit of time. He's only had a little bit of time. Give that kid some time in our secondary, especially he's a true freshman. He's been getting thrown into the thick of it. Florida's had a wildly tough schedule. Give him a chance. He's going to be all right. Um, then on the other end of things, my dog on lightning and started off one and two. I'm like, we can't buy a dog on team. Oh my god, well, it's so they, bad. Yeah, but they start right was it all three on the road, right? Tonight, yeah. Is it tonight Ton- or tomorrow? Is a home um, I think it's tonight. If it, today's not Tuesday, tomorrow. so yes, yeah, tonight. Um, Tuesday. Yes, yeah, tonight at seven. So we they got, got they finally got their home opener. Give them a chance to get in. Lightning always starts slow. Never fails. I mean, well, yeah, we do. We do. do. We usually start off by getting whooped by the Panthers. Oh my <laughs> god. All right, now. Let's do this. I want to talk some degenerate stuff, but then I really want to get into the UFC, okay? So with the degenerate stuff, you know who we're sponsored by, guys. MonkeyKnifeFight.com, MKF. Now, when you go to MonkeyKnifeFight.com or you download the app, make sure you put promo code SUBS. When you put promo code SUBS, guess what happens, guys? You get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Free money, money, money. Now, when you sling them dollar dollar bills, they have all kinds of fun games. They have games like more or less or sack attack and football. Or you go to the basketball side and you got things like the rebound challenge. And uh, you go to the UFC and you have the strike challenge. Which is, I forgot what that's called. What's that called again? Anyways, just, nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, the strike challenge. Um, they have everything you're looking for. Guys, it's daily fantasy, but you're not going against the algorithms. You're not going against thousands of other people. You're picking against yourself, guys. So, you don't have to study a lineup the whole time. You don't have to worry about keeping under salary cap. You don't have to worry about, you know, what expert you're playing against this week. You're playing against yourself. Pick your game, pick your buy-in, and then, guys, watch your pocket grow because you know you're going to pick them studs. I believe in you. I believe in you. Guys, monkeyknifefight.com or download the app today. Promo code SUBS. Again, promo code S-U-B-S, sub sub subs all right, now with that being said, um, let's start here. We're going to pick four games this week. Out of those four games, I want to hear who you think, Ty, is who am I going to go with on MKF. Ooh. Ready? Ooh. So we're going to do a little different, all right? So are we going to go and play Sack Attack, or we're going more or less? What are we doing? What are we you doing? can pick it. Oh, we can, oh bet. Oh, All right. Say no more, fam. Say no more. All right. Here we go. First game: Bucks at Panthers. Panthers are a ten-point home dog. Well, cat. And <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks. Meow. The Bucks have had no offensive consistency. However, no reason to jump ship, right? Uh, the Panthers. Not even sure who's going to play quarterback. The defense has been awful. They got a quarterback who who's trying to do his best, Antonio Brown, or running. Or I'm sorry, wide receiver trying to do his Antonio Brown, but he actually got traded. Yep. Um That guy's garbage, anyways. Um. The Bucks are favored by 10. I don't think they win by 10, but I do think they win. Now, who should I look at in that game? If I am going to pick more or less or sack attack if or I'm, fantasy point challenge, who, you going, who are we going with? If I'm looking at sack attack first, you need to add Levante David in there. Uh-huh. Um, that's just a given. Then you just pick your choice after that, really. How about I mean, Devin White? Yeah, Devin White. Devin White's another big Hitter in that one. And is there an offensive player that you would want to go with, like in a more or less? Or, or is it just offense more? I was just going to get into that. That offense more or less. I'm looking at Mike Evans all day. 
turn around, look at Christian McCaffrey over. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be more than um, Leonard Fournette. This All right. Week. See, that's the thing too. Is you can see this is a cool part of the MKF guys. You can pick both of them to be over. Yep. So and they're gonna have they're gonna have a more or less where you can pick Lenny versus McCaffrey. Yep. And you can pick a more or less for either one. And you can pick both over. You can pick both under. You can pick you know opposites, whatever. I think the Lenny and and McCaffrey more or less is probably the most fun one, but the scariest oh, yeah. one. Like, cause you just don't know. Because you never know when Lenny's gonna go off, but you can. Almost guarantee it with McCaffrey. McCaffrey's looked really good this season, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I think he might make it through the whole season. <laughs> All right, ready for your next one? Um, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Giants at Jags. Whew. More or less, I'll be looking at Trevor. Okay. Um, I'll have him probably going the more on this one. And we'll probably start him around two, probably 215 or so. Yeah, I'll have around. him going more on this one. And I actually also have Daniel Jones going more because I feel like they'll have him around the 180 range. No, probably, I think they'll think so. Yeah, I think they'll put him be, over 180. I think because our defense has been looking real suspect lately, so they'll probably put him over 180. I I I almost guarantee it. So I, I feel like, I feel like they push him towards that 200 mark, and I'd be nervous. 200? Yeah, I don't think he'll do it. If it's if it's at 180, I'll go more. If it's at 200, I'll go less. Any other players, whether it's the running backs, like um, Saquon versus one of the backs or anything like that? That one's going to be tough. I feel, like the sack the attack, t- I feel like the sack attack game for this one would be stud. Yep. I'll look at Josh Allen. I'll look at uh, Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd. Um, Floyd Lloyd. <laughs> I butcher his name every time. Um, then on the Giants side, I'm... <sighs> It's hard to pick one of their defensive players for the for the Giants. Um, they've been looking pretty good as of lately, but I couldn't point out one. Okay. I couldn't point out one today. Um, and then as far as wide receivers go, uh, Slayton. I don't think I touch any of the wide receivers. No? I don't touch that at all. I'll touch Slayton for uh, targets. I think he'll be under five and a half. And Christian Kirk, I'd, I'd probably have him under 100 yards if it comes to it. If it goes reception base, I'd probably have him under six. Next game, ready? Let's go. To me, this is the trap game of trap games for fantasy players. This is I, I think Please I put, don't say Green Bay. I put this in. The, I think I put this in a group Please chat too. Green this Bay. is the fantasy trap game right here. Lions at Cowboys. Oh, okay. No. That to me is a fantasy trap game. Here, all right. Here, here's my reasoning. Ready? Okay. Now, as a fantasy player and a person who you know you and you you find a connection to these players when you play fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. You look at it this way. Dak is back. Dak can push the ball downfield. The Lions give up the booty. You got Zeke. You got Pollard. You got CD. You got Noah. You got Gallup. You got all these dudes back, and Dak is ready to go. Okay? Then on the other side of the ball, Dallas' defense has been outstanding, but they can get beat vertically because they they play that press like they do, so they can't get beat sometimes, right? So then you're looking at... Jared Goff and St. Brown, and those guys can beat you deep, and Hawkinson. And St. Brown is fully back then, now. He came back during the Patriots game, and but then, and he's then had you, a week now. And then you look at those backs with Swift and Williams. Bro. So you they look at it. Okay, and ready for this one? So the Cowboys against running backs are, are rated like around 20th in, in fantasy points, right? Which, mm-hmm. again, is fantasy, but this is kind of what we do. We're talking to generous stuff. It's not that they're giving up touchdowns to the running backs because people aren't scoring a lot on the Cowboys. They're not giving up a bunch of touchdowns to them. It's the yardage in between the 20s is what they're giving up to the running backs. Yeah. So, in theory, you would think, okay, this is a good game for the backs, but if they don't score, it kind of shoots Jamal the foot. Williams could go off. Um, yeah. yeah, Swift could go off, too, if he's back. So, yeah. I'm just saying, it says, in your mind, you look at it and go, okay, this is a fantasy game. But then the flip side to it is you really look at it and you go, if this the Cow- is like the battle is split back, so it's hard if, for that running back position. If if the Cowboys defense shows up, then it just shuts down the fantasy game. If Dak, you know, doesn't look right or just whatever it is, you know, what I'm saying then it's that trap. It's literally that trap because you look at the game and your eyes get big. Yeah, yeah, there's me points. But then you look at some of the numbers and you go, hmm, hmm. There's been injury issues. If this person doesn't show up a certain way or look the same or have the same feel, you're like, ah. So to just, me, it's a track game. Now, I think Dallas wins this game, and instead of going high scoring, really? I, I got do, the Lions winning this game. I think Dallas wins. Dak comes back. I think they score. I mean, everybody scores in the Lions. Um, yeah. But 
I think they just score just enough, though. I don't think it's a crazy offensive output, though. I think that the Cowboys' defense slows down the Lions just enough. The Lions give up just enough, and the Cowboys win something along the lines like 24-21, 24-22, something like that. See, I got the Lions actually doing something this week, man. I th- Jared Goff has been having those big games where it would be like, okay, the Lions may be a little legit, but they just give up too much on defense. They're scheming the dudes open, too. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm like, they're giving a lot on defense, so... I think this is a big game for Amara St. Brown. Mm-hmm. I think this will also be a big even game ha- for Josh even ha- Reynolds. Even having Diggs on him? Because you know Diggs oh, yeah. is going to shadow him. That's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diggs always gets beats over top every now and then, though. He and Amara St. Brown will expose you. See, here's the thing that's funny with Diggs. Because Diggs, he will, for one, he'll, he'll pick the ball off in a heartbeat. Yep. And he will shut you down. But every so often, for whatever it is, man. And he, he isn't giving one up as of lately. He gets so caught, like, in that in-between. It's like it's It's like he's just like, you know what, I'm going for that pick. And he'll bite. And then it's like, ooh, over top. Damn. Yep. <laughs> and Amara St. Brown is here for vengeance this year. He's been... Stud. That man called out all them names on Hard Knocks, and he has been on it. Stud. If he wouldn't have got hurt, he's still having a good year. He's not even hurt. Yeah. So I think Amara St. Brown will be a good look this game. Josh Reynolds will be a sleeper for targets this game. Um, Michael Gallup's another one for targets. Pollard. Oh, God, this running back position is really hard this if week. If I were to take an o- or a more or less on this one, I would look at something with C.D. Lamb in it. Because yeah, yeah. C.D. Lamb, you're going to have to, on the same game, you're going to be looking at C.D. Lamb and Amon Ra, and I would take over on both of them. Yep. I will take more on both yep. of them. Yep, yep. I'd definitely take that. Um, and then as far as the quarterback position goes, it's, re- it's hard for me because I feel like this is one of those games where Dak can come back and then end up, re-injuring himself, and then we go back to Cooper Rush. And I don't want it to happen. I'm not trying to jinx it, Cowgirl fans. But it's quite possible. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like this is either a game that's either going to have fireworks or it's going to dud out and it's going to that trap. Stay like on the safe about. side. If Dak's in there, I'd say less. It, it just screams trap. Because yep. you look at it and you salivate and your eyes get big. And most of the time when that happens, you you got to take a step back and get off your emotions and go, mm, who's really going to do what I need them to Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Because another thing is, too, with the Lions' defense is so bad, Noah could go off. Gallup could go off. CD could go off. Anybody could go off. Yeah. And if, you don't, pick, if you don't pick the right go off, then you just shot yourself anyways in the foot. I think this will actually be a bigger game for Pollard, though. So I would look for the over for Pollard once you get him and – as far as Zeke goes, if we go based upon yards, I'd probably go the less instead of the more on this one. If they do a total yards more or less? Yeah, if they do a total I yards. Would t- I would yeah. take a more, but if they just do just the rushing yards, I would take the less. To be even more specific, I'd go first half and go less. See, I like doing the first half Yeah, ones. the first half will save you on that one. I love doing first half ones. I almost completely got away from full games. <laughs> I feel like there's just more control in that first half wagering. I, I just agree. do. Like, those games are just, I don't know, man. All right. I'm going to get away from NFL. Got to go for it. I want to talk UFC 280. <gasps> it is here. This is the card we've been waiting for. This is a big card. This is, this is it. You got the headliner, the main event, Charles Oliveira, Du Bronx. Versus Islam Makachev, the wrecking ball that is, contrasting like styles to the to the to the max. Now the co-main event, which I am probably just as excited for, T.J. Dillashaw, Mister Killashaw himself, is making his return to the title ranks right here, going against. Uh, I just hate him on Twitter. <laughs> T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah, I hate T.J. Dillashaw wow. on Twitter. <laughs> you got Sterling Dillashaw. And then one of my favorite fights on the card, because of the possibilities of it, is uh, Peter Yan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. No. So, with that being said, I do have a question really quick. (laughs) I was looking at this and I was like, man, I want to get in the cage one time just to say I did it. And I've done certain things before, okay? I've done certain things before, and I'm too fat. I'll never happen. But. What was that? Uh, there is certain things, whether it's like 
I have got a chance to do, whether it's play soccer, play basketball, uh, doing the jiu-jitsu tournaments and, and winning that gold medal, you know, doing stuff like that, okay? And I got to thinking about it. What's a sport that you have never gotten a chance to get into or maybe watch enough that you really wish, A, you were more into it, or B, you played it or both? Like, do you have that sport? I actually have two that I always wanted to play. Okay. Um, one I did have an offer to. Um, back when I was in high school, I went, I transferred over to Bartow, and I ended up getting the chance to play lacrosse. I was almost going to be on the team, but it interfered with, like, track and basketball and football. And I was more into those sports than trying to get into lacrosse. So it was just more of, like, a schedule interference, so I couldn't do it. But lacrosse is one of those things where it's like it's super aggressive, it's very fast, but you got to have strategy for it. So it almost puts me in a mindset of like trying to score a soccer goal. You can't just go head first into it. It's more of like this has to be a conservative effort from the team, and we have to move in a certain way. Then stuff opens up eventually, and you get smacked in that too. Boy. Oh you yeah, get yeah, smoked. yeah. Most That's definitely. Cool. That would have been a cool one to try. What about say the other one? The other one, you might laugh at me for it, but it's honestly cheerleading. Like, okay, I got offered to be a cheerleader, and it was like, I have the strength, I have the body type for it, but it was more of like, yo, you're gonna go play basketball. People want to see you play basketball, and then they end up winning the state, and we end up losing the state. <laughs> So male cheerleading is a thing now, though. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like, it's definitely a thing. Like these are talented. Yeah, and I was—I had a guy that I played basketball with back in AAU. And he ended up getting a full ride scholarship from it. It was like super crazy, and people picked at him. But I'm like, bro, you're holding these 130 pound women up with one arm, and these guys can barely bench press 135. So mm-hmm. what are they? Yeah. What are they really bragging on? Oh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> oh, you have to cheer. That's right, bro. I cheer right on into the hangout with her. Yeah. Now. Is there any sport that you watch now that you look back on and go, man, I wish I had a chance at that one time? Oh yeah, most definitely hockey. Hockey. We don't. It's not big down here in Florida, so it's like that's pretty big now. I mean now, but that's because the Lightning started winning. But like mm. you know, we don't have that. We don't have nowhere where you can just go and just play hockey here. Like I mean, if you Tampa's got a couple places actually. That they open up like seasonally, so that's you got a, you get a hop, but uh, it's yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 120 degrees outside. I'm going to go on ice. <laughs> so I got, I got to thinking about it. Okay. And there was one that makes sense because I've enjoyed the water and stuff like that with water sports. I wish I could have got more into, uh, which I have done it a few times, but like more and more. I really always wanted to get into like more surfing. Surf? Oh, yeah. And like different types of surfing, like kite surfing and all, all that different See, stuff. I can't stuff. Okay. I can actually believe that completely. I can't swim, bro. I can, I can look at you and go, you know what? I believe you. I can't swim. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so more power to you if you wanted to do it. Bro. All right, ready for the next one? Ready for the what next one? What you got? What you got? The Olympic high dive. Bro. I'm I would, about the heights, too. Like I would jump off. I would. But here's the thing, dude. If I jump off that thing, if I jump off that thing, I create a tsunami and probably, you know what I'm saying, people drowned because I'm fat. Like, I come in that thing, I'm not I'm not jumping off that thing and go, ooh, boop, like they do. I'm going off that thing going, whoa. But what if you could, though? What if you got that good hit? Bro, I'd be so like, excited. I just want to, like, jump off a high dive. I've never got to jump off of one. Have you seen one in person? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I never got to do it, though, because they had it blocked off. I want to jump off of one so bad. That's and see, now that terrifying. I'm big, now that I'm big like I am, too, bro. I'm bringing the noise to you. Like, the gravity of the earth is getting a hold of me, and I am smacking that water. Oh. So you got the chance. Mm-hmm. You get up there. Yes, with zero issues. And. Belly flop the fuck out of it. You're going for the belly flop? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. What are you going to try to do first? I don't know. I'm not going to do belly flop. That's going to hurt. I was going to say, that's going to feel like concrete. Yeah, break the ribs. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I would do a cannonball, but I don't want to get an em- emina. Uh, how do you say it? Enema? Enema? <laughs> Ask for probably the way to go. I don't know, maybe like the navy dive. You know what I'm saying? Just the navy drop, right? Like you just cross cross the legs, cross the arms. Bro, kind of that ain't drop. gonna get you no points, bro. You need points. You I gotta hit like a no, double no, no. back flipper. But it somersault. would. Think about a fat guy who can hold himself straight up in the air and just go bloop into the water and not go 
and create a tidal wave. Okay. That's impressive. I see it. I mean, I can see it, but yeah. it's just like, I'm looking for the style points. What, what are we going to get here? Like, What if I flipped off of it first and then did like the... The yes, the, the navy drop. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to go that's, head first. They're your points. They're your points right there, bro. I don't know. I'd be pretty good. Fat guy flips off of it. That's extra points. Fat guy doesn't create a huge tidal wave and kill everybody. More points. Oh yeah. I would get total bonuses. That and let's just be honest, man. I would look fantastic with my fat ass in a speedo. Oh god. You come out with a whole thong. Seems you just <laughs> don't want to see in your head. Whole right booty now. cheeks out. <laughs> And that's why I can't do. That's why I can't do the cannonball. Because Smith goes up. Yes, he's up there. What is he gonna do? Probably gonna take me six hours to climb that bitch too. Right, yo, somebody throw me a mountain, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> I actually did have one more. <laughs> Which what? What you got? Midget tossing. That that I, can't be a sport, bro. Yes, it is. It's in the Highlander games. I want to call it like th- the thump can toss, the thump can throw. <laughs> so then you don't get in trouble saying midget. It's a thump. It's a thump and throw. Would that not be the like, coolest Highlander game ever? Keg toss. It's, it's the, like the it's bad a, part is I can like, see you like getting ready, like training. You you tossing the kids off. It's like a keg toss, but their little legs kick. Yo, oh my god. The first thing I thought of was Wolf on Wall Street, where they were throwing him at the dartboard. Yeah. Oh Think about God, it. You bro. have the, re- the the micro wrestling comes around all the time. It does. It does. What it's if around they, here big too? What if you talk to him like, "Hey, can I throw one of you?" Like, do you yes. mind? Like, it's is it a problem for you? Yeah, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> because I can I I I can eat you. Like, <laughs> let me do it. He goes like twenty five yards. The, it's like, oh my god, it's like, a new record. What if you like you did a whole tournament too, right? You had like a, you literally had like a like a <laughs> like a tournament called the Thumpkin Yeet. Like you got you got you got your little certain Thumpkin that you use, you know. You, yeah, like you have one, you have one you. who's got like a little more aerodynamic. So like if you need some distance, you throw him. You got one who got some curve, so you can like you know if you need to throw like a change up or a curveball or something, you can kind Bro. of toss him a certain way. One that rolls at the end. It's like. Yes. Yeah. Bro, oh yeah. my god. I know. I couldn't help it. That would be... <laughs> I could just, like, see you training, though. Like, you're in the yard. You've never had just, like, a yearning to be like, man, I wish I could throw a whole ass human being. <laughs> but it's not. It's, like, a human being. Bro, but it's, like, oh half god. the size. Is it not? Think about it. It's, like, the best of both worlds. Because you can't throw a child, you go to jail. Yeah. But if you throw a thumpkin... No jail. I can see like the whole harness on with the handles, and, and they everything. have like a suit on to keep them safe too. Like they have a little, you know, the the, the you know, the thingy where it sticks them to it, like it's the flypaper or whatever. Yo, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I can just see it though. I can just see this happening. Dude. And on the back of the seat, you get little handles, so you can really get some, you know, some sponsored by the halftime subs. Oh <laughs> yeah. Don't let that come around. We oh. will sponsor that in a heartbeat. Oh my god. Um. All right. I'm sorry. Back to UFC. <laughs> Charles Islam. Who you got? Why? All right. All right. All right. All right. I know both of them are coming off at least a 10-fight win streak. One, Charles at 11, Islam's at 10. I like Islam for this fight. Why? I feel like it's going to come down to who gets the most strikes in. Islam's the more technical fighter. He has that um, diversity in his fights That as far as the people that he's fought. Um... I think Islam can get the edge. I think this will be uh, third round. I think this finishes in the third round too, actually. I was going to say, I think it would be a third round fight. But I think Charles finishes it. Charles finishes it? Charles' striking is wildly accurate. Charles' striking is is wildly diverse and is, keeps developing. Charles' jiu-jitsu makes it where he's not scared to go on his back if Islam were to take him down. Because Islam's wrestling where Charles is jiu-jitsu. So the difference is if Islam goes on his back, he's screwed. If is if Islam is not in a dominant position in a wrestling, he's screwed. They don't teach that. Jiu-jitsu, you can be in a terrible position. You can still, you know, arm bar somebody from the bottom. It's insane. So I think Charles wins. By finish in the late third round. Oh, you gonna do my man like that? He ain't gonna finish it, right. mom. Like... Next, next one. Ready? Ready, oh. ready, ready. Sterling, Dillashaw. Now Sterling, 
again, wrestling is second to none. If he gets Dillashaw to the ground, there could be some issues, and he can he can sneak two rounds. So he could win two rounds just off of that wrestling just because he can hold you down. However, TJ has wonderful wrestling. He has great wrestling defense, and there is a huge striking disadvantage for Sterling. TJ Dillashaw striking is, I mean, chef's kiss. Mwah. It is it is like that. But Sterling finds a way to win. Say, I was going to say Sterling just held his title up against Peter Young, so I mean. Mm, different animal. Oh no! I think he can get this. I got Sterling winning this one. Okay. I got Sterling winning this one. I got Dillashaw. I got second round. I got Dillashaw finishing him in the fourth round. Finishing him in the fourth? Finish. He knocks him out oh in the fourth. God. Why TKO. are you trying to knock all my guys out? I just, I just TKO wanna... mid fourth round. TJ is going to put an amount of pressure on Sterling that he is not used to seeing. TJ is relentless. I can see it, but and I you just can don't, hit, and you Sterling can, and gets you, that. And I you can hit it. you can hit TJ as many times as you want. And if TJ gets in close, Sterling's not taking him down. He's not gonna be able to, he's not gonna be able to wrestle him. TJ in the clinch is gross. You want no part of that. So I think TJ wears him out. Now, I know most people don't like TJ because of the whole EPO thing. Cheater, cheater, cheater. Guess what, bro? He's about to clean your boy's clock. Now I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. People's that. main event, which is always that third fight. People's main event. Yep. Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley. Peter Yan, former champion, has hands like no one's business. Sean O'Malley creates wild angles. He has just this unorthodox of you know striking, huge reach advantage. The kid versus the former champ. Who you got? I got Shane O'Malley on this one. I got Shane. Sugar Sean. What? I got, I got Shane because of the unorthodox fighting. Okay. I feel like it's going to catch Peter Yan off guard. I don't feel like he's ready for it. And plus the reach advantage and then the ground game as far as Sean goes. All right. See, if Peter Yan decides to wrestle that young man, that young man will never be the same. <laughs> that Russian dude is going to maul him if they come on the ground. <laughs> that, that Russian dude's ground and pound is bad. Peter Yan. Here's the thing. I would like to see Sean win. I would like to. I don't think it's going to happen. He's going to lose two in a row? I think. Well, I mean, he didn't lose the last one. Yeah, I felt like he um, lost it. Man. Not really. You don't lose a fight just getting leg kicks and then the guy gets hurt. Yeah. Um, I think if if the Sugar Show can keep it, keep it at a distance and really utilize that distance and those kicks and that unorthodox style that he has, I actually think this is a great opportunity for him. However, the matchup is fucking terrible. Peter Yan is a dog. The dude, Aljamain Sterling, Aljamain Sterling, okay, is a world class wrestler. I want you to think about this. He's a world class wrestler, and in that first match, and even some of that second match, Peter Yan stuck with him a little bit. Now, not so much in the second match, but in that first one for sure. Aljamain Sterling couldn't take him down, and Peter Yan took him down. And you're talking about a world-class Olympic-style wrestler. Like, he's a stud. Aljamain Sterling is. So if Peter Yan can do that to him, what do you think is going to happen when he takes homeboy to the ground? Because he's going to take him to the ground. I think they stand for a little bit. I do think they stand for I think they stand for a little bit. But I think eventually Yan does get him into against the cage. And see, that's where this goes bad. Yeah. If they keep it at distance and Sean gets to kind of – pick his spots and he controls the tempo he controls the cage he controls the distance that sean's got a real good shot of winning but that's what we had as soon as as peter young gets inside bro it is over that young man ain't never been hit like this oh god i think peter young and i like sean i want to clarify this i like sean a lot sean's the underdog i got the underdog man Peter Yan knocks him out. Jesus Christ. I'm going the top You're three. You're going straight knockouts, I'm bro. going straight finishes. Straight finishes, right? Now, if you were to pick this on one of your apps and you go straight finishes like I'm telling you to, you're going to win a lot of money because it's unlikely to happen. But I can't help I'm myself. Say, you be accurate about this junk sometimes, too, especially Peter, when it comes to you. Peter Yan knocks him out in the third round. Oh. And here's what I'm saying. Peter Yan, is, Peter Yan is going to put pressure on him like he hasn't seen. He's going to come forward. Oh, the length and, is going to keep it back, bro. But he can move, I'm telling you. 
It's not gonna work. Peter Yawn knocks him work. out, and the hype train ends. Mm. So you gonna end my guy's career, basically? No, it's just the hype's over. It's no longer he's no longer not you're not looking at him going, okay, that's a future champ. You're looking at him going, okay, look, he's he's a contender. He was good. No, he's not contender. even that it was good. You're looking at him like he he is a stud. He's unorthodox. He's fun, and he's still gonna be in line for big fights. He could still be a champion at any point in time. You know, later down the road when you know it is more his time. Um, but I just think, dude, if he were to get by Peter Yawn. He fights for the title next. I want to be very clear when I say this. I don't give a shit who the champion is. If it's Aljo or if it's Dillashaw. Or if it's Alexander Volkanovsky because he's going to come up and he gets the next title shot anyways. So I don't give a shit which one of those three you pick. All three of them beat that kid like they owe him money. And I like Sean. None of the, those are, and the reason yeah, why I don't is think he those has a are, those are, wins. or Aljo, those are terrible matchups for him. Aljo would get a hold of him and hold his little body down, and there would be nothing he could do. He would constrict him like an anaconda. Oh, God. And Dillashaw, Dillashaw could take him down, he would slam him, he would punch it, like, Yeah, dude. Dillashaw, and then he Dillashaw would take him, would he would take him down like and for ground and pound the shit out of him. So I think even Shane if Shane can get this fight though, bro, it's Sean, not Shane. Shane, I mean Shane, Sean. Um, it's such a bad matchup. Again, I like him. You know who I think he should fight? I think he should fight Corey Sandhagen. Two unorthodox stand-up fighters, kickboxers, boxing, going in the middle, middle of the octagon, and throwing bombs, and throwing very unorthodox bombs too. They're both really, really unorthodox, but they're both extremely accurate. They create wild angles. That would be fun. This fight is a matchup that is just not not a good matchup to me. Oh, you know, Matt. You know, hey, dude, styles make fights, right? Like that's what I mean. That's the old saying: styles make fights, bro. I'm telling you, Peter Yon. <sighs> if Peter Yon gets inside that first time he gets inside, and that young fella t- tastes that power, he's gonna say, "Fuck that, I'm out." Uh, I want you to think about this too. He's been put into the he, he got put into the fire versus Cheeto, right? And all mm-hmm. of a sudden when he was getting pressured and he was getting punched, because Cheeto's a little dude. And Cheeto was punching him in the face and kept pressuring him and you know, all of a sudden he ended up hurt. He found a way out. Making it sound like my man's is done. I'll just say it. I don't think he's just I don't making think it that. sound like his yeah, career is gonna be I over. Am, it's not over. I'm just okay. saying that this is just not his fight, that's all. I think I think the hype train gets ended. So alright. Anything else? I feel like we went on an adventure on this show. We went from <laughs> NFL. We didn't even get to NBA, and it kicks off to, and it tips off tonight. Um, Let's I'm, just cover it real quick. Who you got in these two games? We uh, got I got Boston and Philly, and then we got I got Philly. I got LA and GSW. I got Philly, and Beat has a big game, and I have Golden State versus the Lakers. I take Golden State. Seth does his thing, but I think the young boys do it. I think it's Jordan pool game. I think it's a. Uh, a Jonathan Kaminga game. The Lakers are not athletic. Guess what? Those two guys are freaks. So I think Seth has a good game, a good Seth game. But I think Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga both do their thing. Sheesh. So. Yeah, I had uh, I had Boston for the first game. I think Tatum goes off this first game along with uh, Jalen Brown. And then I have also Steph because... I feel like Kaminga's going to come out and show y'all that he can compete. They, I don't think they're going to miss. I, I do not think they miss. Between Kaminga, Looney, and James Wiseman, I feel like they're all three are going to have a really good game this week. Those today. are big boys, too. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like they're going to miss Draymond tonight. I nope. just don't feel like that's not, tonight, that's night. Um, however, I would look for Anthony Davis to have a good game tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, young guys. Dude, what an adventure this was. NFL, UFC, NBA, midget tossing. <laughs> I like how you just throw it in there. <laughs> I, really feel, I really feel like we did something on this one, man. We're really on that roller coaster ride. Inspired to you. <laughs> I hope that y'all enjoyed this ride of a show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, as always. Guys, make sure you check out monkeyknifefight.com. Download the app today. Get your DFS on. Don't compete against other people. Don't worry about algorithms. Don't worry about salary caps. Guys, pick the game that you want to play. Pick the player you want to pick. Put your buy-in down and then win your matchups, guys. Win your games. Watch your pockets grow. And always remember, promo code SUBS. 
promo code SUBS sub sub sub. Remember, 100% deposit match up to $100. Also, while you're at it, check out Anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. Get your podcast going, guys. Don't delay. Don't don't wish you would have. Do it. It's free. Start your podcast up. Get it going, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We always really appreciate you guys. We hope you enjoyed the roller coaster and stories that we told. And, guys, we are out.